Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast, where we want to give you tips on staying healthy and even expose common myths about health and aging so you can enjoy a healthier and active life in the amazing South Sound. Brought to you by Dr. Jennifer Penrose, owner of Penrose and Associates Physical Therapy. The South Sound podcast. And today I am going to talk about osteoporosis and osteopenia the best ways to increase bone density. So to begin, a lot of people who get diagnosed with low bone density, osteopenia or osteoporosis are very fearful right away because they now know that they're at risk for a fracture. Their bones are not as strong and they feel like they are potentially fragile. Yet, The doctor tells them they need to work on some kind of bone building activity and strength training. At the same time, they warn them not to do anything too heavy. So we have a lot of people arriving at our clinic that are confused about what to do and unsure of what would work best. So I'm going to try and clarify some of that confusion. Okay, so one of them that we're going to talk about is yoga. So the research does show that yoga increases bone density, but yet you're told not to bend or twist with the osteoporosis. So how can that possibly be that yoga would be okay and not put you at risk for fractures and it would actually also increase your bone density? So I'm going to dissect that a little bit more. So I think we all know yoga has a long list of health benefits, including greater flexibility, range of motion, stronger muscles, better posture and balance, uh, reduces emotional and physical stress. However, I think it's just less known on the increase in bone density. So let me explain that a little more. So Dr. Lauren Fishman, a physiatrist at Columbia University, who specializes in rehabilitative medicine, has been gathering evidence on yoga and bone health. And so this all came about just partly on a mission that Dr. Fishman had, knowing that 700,000 spinal fractures and more than 300,000 hip fractures occur annually in the United States. So Dr. Fishman was really hoping for a low cost and less dangerous alternative to the bone loss drugs. So there's a lot of adverse side effects um, with the bone loss medications, including creating fractures of the femur um, and things with the jaw and GI effects. So in fact, um, basically they found that a lot of women who are told to start Um, some of the drugs and have coverage, uh, Medicare Part D drug coverage, only 28% start the bone drug therapy within a year of the diagnosis. So it is well known that there are complications with the medications. So what else can we do, right? So um, the how yoga works for increasing bone density is if you can think of it as opposing one muscle group pulling against another, it stimulates the osteocytes, the bone-making cells. So you kind of have, if you can picture in your mind, you're pulling one part of your body one way, that muscle group is pulling, and when the muscle pulls, it pulls on that bone. And then the other 
side is going the other direction. So it's, it's basically these muscles are kind of pulling against each other in some of the poses, which then stimulate the bone density. So Dr. Fishman set out on this long, um, longer study. It was a 10 year study to show that this was possible. So, um, of the 741 people who joined his experiment from 2005 to 2015, 227 followed through with doing the 12 assigned yoga poses daily or at least every other day. Um, and the average age of the participants was 68 and 83% had osteoporosis or osteopenia, so low bone density. So the 12 poses... Um, by in, the English names are tree, triangle, warrior two, side angle, twisted triangle, locust, bridge, supine hand to foot one, supine hand to foot two, straight legged twist, bent knee twist, and corpse pose. Each pose is held for 30 seconds. The daily regimen, once you learn it, takes about 12 minutes to complete. And Dr. Fishman basically did strongly advocate that you shouldn't just try to do these on your own. Um, to do them correctly, you'll need modifications so you don't hurt yourself. So making sure you are getting them um, from someone who understands the mechanics and understands um, osteoporosis and the forces that we are trying to avoid. Because like the forward fold, we don't want to have that rounded um forward bend in your spine at all once you have low bone density that would put you at risk for a compression fracture in your spine so we're very careful of how we get you in and out of poses um, and that th you're actually doing them where you feel like you're you're engaging those muscles to really pull and lengthen and as they lengthen and stretch and pull where they attach at the bone, then it stimulates the bone, um, those osteocytes, uh, to form more bone. And that's how the density increases. So the 10 year study showed improved bone density in the spine and femur. And, um, of the 227 participants, um, they were moderately or fully compliant. So, and it's in the topics of geriatric rehabilitation in 2016 in April, if you really want to go hunt that article down. <laughs> um, and before the study, the participants had, um, had 109 fractures before the study. Um, and there were no adverse events by going through this um, regimen. So, it basically did find that this um, Dr. Fishman's uh, yoga it is safe and um, they did have improvement with bone density. So that, that was definitely sig statistically significant. Um, they also had improvements in posture and balance, which can also be protective. Um, and, you know, they, they had other benefits that we kind of had talked about before with range of motion and strength and coordination and just reduced anxiety about falling. And when you are anxious about falling, that actually increases your risk <laughs> for falling. So if, if that interests you, that is something we do offer at my clinic. We do have yoga for osteoporosis. Um, and we also um, advocate it for, or uh, recommend it for, 
uh, neck pain and spine pain as well, and general posture. So it is one of the, that has helped a lot of our arthritis patients, in addition to our initial reasoning for having it for the um, bone density. So hopefully that gives you some input on why yoga is helpful for bone density. Um, and now I want to segue a little bit more into some other things about low bone density. The fear of lifting weights and hurting yourself and causing a fracture. So definitely you need to take your time and build up slowly over time if you have not been lifting weights. But there is some really good um, studies out there on high intensity resistance and impact training that improves bone mineral density. And so this one's called the Lift More Study. And what they found, um, these individuals were age 60 to 70, and they have a a T um, minus one score. So that's just to get your um, rating for bone density. Um, um, That minus one is the kind of the start. That's like osteopenia. So you had to at least have that to be part of this particular study. And they had um, women do deadlifts, an overhead press, and a back squat. And with those particular exercises, they lifted 80 to 85% of their one repetition max. Okay, so hang on. If you don't know what a one repetition max is, this is where you can get your strength tested and whatever um, amount of weight you can lift just one time for the exercise, that is like your 100, That's, that's you can't do anymore. That's as much as you can go. So then you would do this, the exercise would be 80 to 85% of your maximum and you would do five repetitions and five sets. So that's kind of more what high intensity resistance training is, is you do more weight, but lower repetitions. So that's why it's five reps and five sets. Um, so again, that was the deadlifts, the overhead press and the back squat. And they did two times a week and 30 minutes is what it took them to get through this. They also did some impact where they were um, jumping up on and grabbing a pull-up bar and doing like a chin-up and then letting go and landing. So there was a little bit of that landing um, or jumping, if you want to say that as well in this study. And of course, they had a warm-up um, and they were supervised by a physical therapist so for sure, there takes a little bit of ramp up time on training people how to do these exercises safely. Um, however, I do think it's a myth out there that people believe that once you hit 60, that you should only lift really light weights. And I'm here to tell you, if you stay at light weights, you won't be lifting enough to stimulate the bone to get stronger. So you do have to make headway on lifting higher weights. It's just that I think many people lack the knowledge of how to go about doing that and which lifts and weights they should be doing or exercises they should be doing. And that's where we come into play. So definitely if you have low bone density, whether osteopenia or osteoporosis, 
you can definitely stay on a more natural regimen and not take the medications, but you have to really work with somebody who understands uh, what is needed to stimulate bone density and try not to just Google a routine. (laughs) I know you guys all do it online and try to figure it out yourself. This is definitely something to really get results. You need to work with somebody who truly understands how to put this together for you and is backed by the literature. So we are finding more and more that high-intensity resistance and impact training improves bone mineral density, and I think it's just a matter of helping that information make its way um, to the correct people that need to know that. So I wanted to kind of talk about that myth with strength training, and we can certainly help with setting up a routine for you and finding out what you are at for your strength. Um, The other thing to consider with um, osteoporosis and osteopenia is uh, just your posture. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. So if you feel like you have a really rounded upper back, there are some posture tests we can do in the clinic just to see what your measurement of kyphosis is. That's that rounded upper back. Um, So if you stand between with your back all the way against the wall and you have quite a bit of a gap between um, kind of your upper thoracic spine area where that ends and where your neck begins. If there's a big gap there between uh, C7 and the wall, you may have already had a compression fracture. And what that just tells us, if you have that um, posturing is that you probably do have low bone density, um, And that is something you need to be aware of. So when you have between a 5.1 centimeter and 8 centimeter distance from that wall to C7, then that puts you kind of at a moderate kyphosis or a moderate rounded upper back. So we can do some posture measurements at physical therapy and figure out, you know, maybe how significant this is impacting your posture. It also lets us know that if you have more than likely low bone density and you just haven't had a bone density scan done yet. Um, And then the wall to occiput. So if you're standing there with your back against the wall and your head can't reach the wall without tipping your head up. So keep your chin level, eyes level. And if your head is um, more than four centimeters away from the wall, um, you also um, more than likely probably have had in the past a compression fracture. And just to remind people, those are silent. Compression fractures often, often, often are silent. They kind of come on over time, which is why people's, um, they might lose height over time and may not realize it. You, You aren't supposed to really lose like a half an inch of height per year. Like that for sure indicates some softening of bone unless you have a significant scoliosis that's getting worse. So there are some things that can actually cause you to lose height that aren't related to the bone density issue. But by and large, if you're noticing height loss, you should probably be aware that it could be loss of bone density and um, a compression fracture. So, 
Those measurements we take as physical therapists when someone has osteoporosis and just kind of get an idea of how their posture is affected and then what things they can do to improve their posture. And yoga for sure is one of them. There are several different stretches and exercises that can also be done as well. However, it's just important to point out that um, that rounded upper back and uh, losing height can be a pretty good signal that you are having um, soft bone and, and compression fractures. And again, they are by and large silent. Um, I think it's an astounding statistic that 700,000 <laughs> compression fractures happen a year and most of them are silent. So that's what I wanted to add about the posture. And uh, hopefully you understand a little bit more of what things you can do. That's kind of what I wanted to tackle on this podcast today is there are things you can do to increase your bone density. So if you're just not sure where to start and you want to do it safely and also be effective, then partnering with us or someone who is definitely trained with um, the aspects of building bone density and the mechanics of how to move without creating um, stress to those structures that are at risk. So your, your spine um, and hips and how to build up that bone density through yoga poses, as we talked about, and definitely some of the studies out there about strength training and how to do that effectively and your posture. So, all right. Thank you for joining me on another episode. And we look forward to helping you uh, stay active and enjoy the beautiful South Sound. Thank you for listening to the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast brought to you by Penrose and Associates Physical Therapy. If you want some free tips to implement right away on various problems like knee pain, back pain, running injuries, and many more issues, then jump on over to PenrosePT.com and download the free report that fits your needs. You will receive helpful tips right away and have the choice to email in for further questions and set up a free phone consultation. You can reach us at 360-456-1444 and info at PenrosePT.com. You can stay connected with us at StayHealthySouthSound.com and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast.